Hi. Howdy. How's it going? Great. How are you? Good, 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 good. Good, 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 good. Okay, cool. I Guys, we, I have coffee too from my, yeah, pa- my Paris Starbucks mug. Um, oh, very that, cute. Yeah, that I had to buy for my mother, and she wanted so many mugs that I'd actually buy a special bag just to be able to bring them all home in. Um, my mother's kind of spoiled, but you know. I mean, listen. Um, we have a really great episode for you guys today. We are um, back to covering locations. Not really back to covering locations, but we've done a bunch of interviews and we haven't done a location in um, kind of a while. So we are back with a really, really great one today, guys. Um, and we do have a special guest host that's actually going to be doing my part of um, the show. So Laura's going to do the history, and our guest, our very, very dear, dear friend, Anthony Simonelli, is going to do the haunting portion of it because he is um, as close to an expert on the paranormal at this location as a person could be. Nobody's ever an expert in the paranormal, but he's pretty knowledgeable about the spirits that live at this location. So we're going to bring him on in just a minute. Um, Laura, let's, uh, excuse me. Let's do, God, excuse me. (laughs) Dying or what? I'm dying. Um, our endless vocal prattling guys, our updates and announcements, EVPs uh, for this week. We are, going to be changing our episode release days. So we have been for the last, Laura, almost four freaking years, um, release our episodes on Saturday mornings and um, certain things going on with like job shifts and everything have made us need to change the release dates. They're not going to be released on Monday mornings. Right along with our snack size episodes are coming back as of this Monday. This episode comes out on the 29th of July. So Monday the 31st, we'll have our first snack size episode. And then the new release dates for regular episodes will be starting Monday, August 1st. No, 7th. Something. Something. August 7th. Um, And that's going to be Mondays from here on out. So you'll get two episodes every Monday morning. And um, yeah, so Snack Size episodes start July 31st. And the new release date for episodes is going to be Monday, August 7th. Um, The other EVP I want to um, do is a quick shout out to um, the woman who is... My second mother, and uh, she is Jennifer. You guys know Jennifer. You guys love Jennifer. She lives in the little haunted wooden toy house, as we like to call it. Um, And Janice is her mother, and today is Janice's birthday. So uh, July 29th, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, Janice Bowman. We love you very, very much. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Uh, Janice is a really huge supporter of the podcast and she has she's got the clothing she's got the glassware she's got she has everything guys um so we we love janice she has been um in my life as long as jennifer and since we were eight years old so close closing in on 40 years and uh this woman is is amazing and remarkable so happy birthday janice we love you very very much uh and that's all i have janice yes um that's all i have what do you have (laughs) (laughs) okay my kids went back to school i have literally been just getting them 
it back into school mode. Gross. You know, just like I don't miss it. Else. Like, and it's 115 here, like every goddamn day. So uh, really I just sweat and deal with kid shit. So that's like my life right now. So they are back in school here already. And you know, it's like volleyball tryouts next week. Oh we God. Got, you know, the after school stuff starting. So yeah, everything is just ready to kick back up into Neat. rental garbage. So anyway, but yeah, that's <laughs> I don't miss it. I don't. I don't miss it. I love Boys. it, but it's also just it's just so time consuming and we kinda took a big like a break during the summer. We didn't do too many yeah extracurricular stuff. So we were like, you know what, let's just tone it down. We do a lot. And uh, now I'm looking at my schedule coming up for, you know, like all this extra stuff. And I'm like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. I remember what oh, this it, is like. I don't hurts. have a free moment of peace ever. Okay. Mm-mm. So no. there's that. That's fun. So, yeah. All right. So I've been up to. You're, ca- you're literally catching fire and the kids are back in school. And so basically it's just chaos over there in Arizona. Yeah. But sweaty chaos. Sweaty. Cool. Lots of sweat. Yeah. It's awesome. That's super fun. Okay, great. Um, All right, so back to the episode. Guys, we are going to be covering, you already saw it in the title, you already read the show notes, but we are going to be covering the Shanley Hotel with our very, very dear friend, Mr. Anthony Simonelli. Please give him a big history of a haunting welcome. And hello, sir. Hello, how you guys doing? We're great. How are you? Good, good, good. Good. It's, it's not as hot as over here as Arizona, but it's oh, a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's really legitimately these kinds of summers are the reason we moved to North Carolina. No joke. This is the worst on record. It is. So. It is the worst on record. It's awful. And it's that's why I moved to Arizona. Mm-mm. No way. They are actually, the coroner in Phoenix is moving in refrigerated morgues to prepare for the onslaught of bodies of people dying from the heat. They just are running out of storage. They've already had, what, like 25 deaths? Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, it's, I've, I'm fortunate that we moved away two years ago. But it's yeah, been yeah. like almost. I mean, I have a thirty solid days, and it's not. It doesn't. There's just not a lot you can do. You just stay. It's inside not refreshing. For, yeah. We've been watching just a lot of movies. Uh, the kids have already been to like the art museum. You know, we're doing inside things. So, but yeah. you run out of stuff. So you know, we're just uh, we're just. It's kind of like the winter back east is the way that I think about it. Like you just don't want to go outside, so you just do inside stuff. So. Yeah, and you almost can't go outside, like... Not for long, you don't want to Not be for long, Mm-mm, no, it's awful. 90 degrees here yesterday, I was almost dying, I can imagine you guys. Right, I'm like, it's <laughs> 97 and 70% humidity. I'm staying in. Yeah, yeah. I was door dashing yeah, I, and I'm like, I can't do this, I'm done. <laughs> I'm finished, That's four hours is long enough. <laughs> But yeah, I can't even walk my dog until quite late because just how hot the cement is, you know, and it's mm-hmm. and still really hot at night. It's not dropping very far. So we wait till pretty late just to give him his his walk. And he's like, OK, I'm ready. <laughs> right. Like, But I don't want you to burn your your. You need to so you need to get him little dog shoes. You need to get him I can little barely dog get shoes. his thing on without him, you know, 
He's just like ready to go. He, if I can't imagine trying to put shoes on that dog, he's way too crazy. That's funny. <laughs> and plus, they always walk off funny when they when you put the shoes on. Pick their feet up, like really. <laughs> <laughs> that's but funny. But he does go jump in the pool sometimes, so he's pretty. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So now, Anthony, um, we're covering the Shanley Hotel, as you know. Um, before we get started, and yep, see. The, 1845. Listen, it's perfect. The Guys, go visit it. Um, So talk to us a little bit before Laura gets started on the history portion. How did you come to be involved with the Shanley Hotel? Well, I've been going there since 2010. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Back then, um, you know, I was looking for investigations to do with my team. And I'm like putting up there. The the Stan the the, Shan, the Stanley Hotel. I'm punching it in. Of course, I don't spell correctly. So <laughs> it corrected my spelling and said Shanley Hotel. I'm like, that's not a Colorado. What is that? <laughs> you know, oh, that's upstate. That's pretty cool. It's an hour and a half away. So that's how I really came into it. Oh, it really? <laughs> yeah. So um, I got my team together back then. I had about. 15 people on my team. Mm, okay. And, and we had a big team back then. And um, I called up and we actually just jumped in our cars and uh, and went. Isn't that the know? best? That's the best. Yeah. 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 And it was wild. I mean, as soon as you pulled up to the place, it felt like you're being watched. You know, I got some really? pictures for you. So, yeah. It felt, yeah. As soon as you pull up. And it feels like you're being watched. Then you go inside, and it's like the whole time you're there. And it, it was very interesting back then, you know? It's, yeah. My team, we got a couple of things, and um, we got to spend the night at the haunted hotel. <laughs> That's probably pretty much. And I, that was the old owner at the time, guy Sal. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Old, old paisan, you know, he's a... Hey, you go in there, he's like, hey, everybody's family, come on, join us. And oh, that's there, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, I think he had the hotel at the time, like, for three years. Oh, so okay. Before that, was kind of empty. Yeah. He bought it, and then he actually opened it up for the paranormal field to go in and start. It's a smart business move, frankly, especially because the paranormal really got ramped up and going around 2010, uh, maybe a couple of years before that. But it's not going anywhere. So Mm -hmm. these locations that have paranormal activity, like that's just a a wonderful, almost permanent Mm -hmm. revenue stream for them. So it's a really smart business decision to do that. I love places that embrace the paranormal side, you know? Yeah. Because uh, back then, not too many businesses opened up their doors for it because they, they felt – because especially hotels. You yeah. Know, he, opened, he tried to open it as a regular hotel, and he heard noise and stuff, and then he heard stories. and goes, hey, let me get the paranormal people in here, you know? Love it. Um, and it, it was great at the time to go somewhere that actually welcomed, welcomed us. Yeah. Almost, and he goes – Anywhere you want to go, just go, just do. You know, he gave us a little history oh, of cool. what the place was, and um, he goes, and that's what we did. I went wow. there a couple. Of I actually went there after after Thanksgiving one time on a Friday night, and we stayed over there. 
And it was wild because Sal had his family over too. Because Sal actually lived in the place. Oh, really? Okay. Back to meet his kids and everything. And, <laughs> That's yeah. wonderful. That's, That's cool. wonderful. Are you still in contact with him? No, he passed. He passed oh, did he? Yeah, that's why I didn't, there's a new owner. Uh, oh, okay. Passed, uh, I think his wife or somebody took over, hmm. and it wasn't the same after that. Right. And then, and then um, Kelly, the new owner now, took over yeah. from her. And Kelly, the, you guys see the place now. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but yeah. When I did all there, of course, Sal had on the windows um, plastic. Because, you know, it was very expensive to keep the place. And Sal didn't have as much money as, you know. And yeah. He was bringing people in as investigations. But not everybody back then, you know, was into what it is now. Right. Yeah. You know, investigating haunted locations. And he on the fourth, on the third floor, which is the most haunted floor, he had um, plastic pigs on windows. So sometimes when the <laughs> through and there was holes in the wall and rain came in and it was like, oh wow said, yeah and he was fixing it up through the years you know yeah so, yeah it was like back then it was like wow this is great you know thunderstorms coming in on us you know? <laughs> right <laughs> you know? that, i imagine that would have led let like lent itself to like the creepy vibe of it as well you know with the yeah so um we know as paranormal investigators that, you know, when there's a storm coming in, we love it, you know, like the lightning, like let's get more electricity, let's get more energy around these locations so that the spirits have a, a even bigger resource to um, draw from. So, all right. Well, um, then without further ado, Laura, tell us about the history of the Shanley Hotel and Anthony, of course, if you have like more information, you want to expand upon anything, like okay. she said, before we got going, jump right in. I don't want to jump in too much because I don't get a backhand from her. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so violent person, you know it's fine. She's used but, to me yeah. doing it. So just whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just so quiet and mild. It's always ones you got to watch out for. Yeah, no. That's why I'm saying, ow, like, ow. <laughs> All right. So. Let's do the sources. You get those, Carrie? Oh, I sure do. Sorry. We, we haven't done uh, uh, ad location so long. <laughs> I'm like, like, what are we doing? <laughs> what do you mean, sources? All right, right. <laughs> Who put her in charge? No one. Okay. Literally no so, idea. <laughs> so, all right. My sources are yankeeexpress.com, hauntedshanleyhotel.com, and roadtrippers.com. Yay. Okay. Yay. Oh, okay. and while, right. while we're at it, we might as well do my sources. Um, sure. My sources are Anthony Simonelli. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Super easy for me this week. <laughs> All right. So the Haunted Shanley Hotel, uh, like Anthony kind of alluded to, it is in um, upstate New York. It's about two, two and a half hours. Is that right, Anthony, from New York City? Uh, yeah. yeah. Depending I mean, on where you are. For me, it's like an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, okay. So... The hotel is nestled in the foothills, uh, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this, Shawangung Mountains. Is that right? Did I say uh, right? Yeah, you're talking to the wrong person about getting words. Uh, all right, okay. <laughs> we'll go with uh, that then. That sounds great. <laughs> I can't, I can't, you know, 
So I'm, I'm, I'm not good with words myself. So. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's in the small town of Napanock, New York. Napanock, uh, you said that, yes. All right. Hey, all right. So the historic <laughs> bed and breakfast has boasted several famous guests as well as a few infamous ones uh, that used to um, go to the Gentleman's Club and Bordello. Oh, this yeah. got good quick. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're already well, into it. it. That's where I stay at the Bordello, too. <laughs> nice. These days so it's free. In, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1845, uh, Thomas Rich uh, was the first person to put mortar to stone, or more accurately, nail the wood, and erect the Rich's Hotel on Main Street. Uh, mm-hmm. Napanock was a nice vacation destination uh, from those attempting to escape the hustle and bustle of the larger cities. As we said, it's not too far from New York City. Uh, the Thomas Rich Hotel claimed in a local newspaper to be, quote, one of the area's best with fine food and new furnishings, unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, right? That's so it was it. fancy from the get-go. Right. So even <laughs> after Rich sold the hotel in 1851, the newly named Hungerford's Hotel continued to purport the property as one of the most beautiful and commodious public houses to be found in any sanction, section of the country. Wow. Uh, Mr. Mr. Hungerford catered to the same clientele as Mr. Rich, including the elite gentlemen's club that boasted a very distinguished membership. So the hotel changed hands a few times for, you know, for a few years and kind of changed names. Um, but in 1887, Adolf Wagner became the new landlord. Eight years later, on March 18th, 1895, a nearby home in Nabonok caught fire. The fire spread to the hotel and consumed the entire structure. But it was quickly rebuilt and opened for business in no time under a new name, the Colonial Hotel. So the most notable owner and for whom the hotel is still named was James Shanley. When his family immigrated to New York City from Ireland, James and his brothers found success in opening restaurants and hotels across the country. Uh, He moved upstate and discovered the beauty of the hotel and the town. Um, So he purchased the property in 1906 for $10,000 and added an addition to the rear of the building. So the new wing served as a border shop, boarding house, and later the bordello. Uh, Shanley also added secret rooms during Prohibition to hide contraband and escape tunnels in the cellar to hide from the authorities. Ooh, cool. Are they still there, Anthony? They're still there, yeah. They don't let you go down as much, but I have gone down. They used to hide the liquor and stuff. Yeah, it was great. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. See, I interrupt all the time. She's used to it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. No worries. So in 1910, Shanley married Beatrice Rowley um, at the hotel. The couple uh, became well-known and respected by many prominent and influential people of the day. Uh, They were known for their parties. Uh, She was known for her her good taste um, and decorating and dress. She was very fancy, especially for a smaller town. Um, Thomas Edison was a regular at the Shanley. Oh. um, And he became friends with the owners. And Beatrice also became close friends with Eleanor Roosevelt, who often visited the Shanley. Wow. So the couple was even um, invited to attend the inaugural ball for uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Which one? And (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't he president four times, four terms, Roosevelt? Uh, Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I think they went to the first one, but... I don't know. Cool. That's cool. 
Yeah. So a room was later named in Roosevelt's honor. Oh, okay. Yeah. In 1916, there was another fire in the ice house. And I thought this was kind of cool. A, a new auto fire truck is credited with saving the hotel from destruction. So uh, new technology with really the, with having an automobile fire truck, they say saved it that time. Um, just oh, kind of cool. gives you an idea of how old right this is, yeah, right? Yeah, I just learned something new. You're teaching me. That's great. There you go. Hey, <laughs> but I'm doing my job. Yes, you so, are. Um, <laughs> The couple did have three children, but unfortunately, all three died before they turned one. Ooh. Um, Kathleen died at five months, 24 days old. James Jr. died at four months, 11 days. And William passed away nine months and 10 days after birth. Oh, my God. From what? Just illness? Or was there like... I mean, I would guess, but they didn't have, you know, the modern medicine. It was, uns- yeah. it was sadly very common, to, you know, for children to pass. Right. There wasn't, there weren't vaccines and stuff like that. And right. Wow. That's- they had money too. I mean, yeah. they could to do anything. You know I mean? They had the money. Yeah. So, I, I think it was um, at the time, a lot of kids, kids around that area were dying from different diseases and stuff like that. So. What yeah. year was like? What were the years span of years? Um, I believe this is around like nineteen tens. So mm, okay, Spanish um, flu was yeah the Spanish flu, pox, flu. that kind of Lenta. stuff was yeah. thrown around. Yeah, okay. so you know conception and TB. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, um, yeah, a lot of stuff was going on around that time. Damn. And as we know, with little babies, like I mean, it could anything you know yeah really if they don't have the immune system to fight it off sadly yeah exactly yeah so um uh, her sister uh did end up living there as well so her and her husband john her name was esther they lived in the adjoining apartment uh to beatrice and james uh beatrice was really close with her sister um esther was a notable beauty with a kind heart that's how she's described oh me too and yeah, so as much as she loved her sister, though, she really, really missed um, her friends and family she left in New York City. Oh. So they said that she used to um, wait every day beside the mahogany telephone booth, waiting for her friends to call her from New York. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> right. So, yeah, sadly, Esther made, met a sudden end at the hands of influenza. Here we go again, in 1918. Damn. And it left her grief-stricken sister to raise her two little girls. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Tragedy. Yeah. Tragedy was not limited to the Shanley, Shanley family. That was, I don't know, oddly weird to say. Uh, the barber that they had hired, uh, Peter Greger, whom James had hired, obviously, to live in the Shanley. Um, and he was their barber. Uh, his youngest daughter, Rosie, was only three years old when she passed. Uh, the little girl had wandered across the road to the Hornbeak Farm, uh, where she lifted a wooden slab to peer into a covered well. I don't like where this is going. Yeah, it's not going to end well. Uh, losing her balance, Rosie toppled into the well, striking her head upon the rocks as she fell down. Her body was found nearly two hours later, uh, leaving her broken-hearted father with a difficult decision. Uh, he came to the conclusion that he could no longer live at the site of the accident. So mm. 
He took his wife and his remaining daughter, and he went back to Brooklyn. Oh, God. Um, their former apartment became the site of the speakeasy. Um, oh. Yeah, and so the, this was during Prohibition, and the alcohol um, was kept beneath the bar through a trap door. Really? I love I love this like the little nuances of all the secret rooms and Right, yeah, the tunnels. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the hiding of the, the liquor. But however, a raid was conducted on the Shanley Hotel on February 26, 1932, uh, okay. which led to the confiscation of the alcohol and the arrest of John Powers, who was a local bootlegger, um, and Mr. Shanley. So although they were both arraigned in federal court, neither of them did any time. So it is speculated that possibly the Roosevelts, their good friends, intervened and kind of yep. shoo-shooed those charges away. <laughs> there's, there's also uh, behind the um, behind like the, the door. There's not just the bar area, but behind mm-hmm. where the bar was, there's actually a trap area with a little, little hidden room underneath. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. That is so cool. I mean, I can't stand down there. That's how small it is. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not that big of a person. I I almost touch the walls on each side with my arms. So like a little hideout. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I love that stuff too. Uh, So James sadly passed away on August 26, 1937. Uh, And then Beatrice found the hotel was just too much for her to do alone. Um, so in 1944, she sold it to Alan Hazen, who ran the hotel until his death in 1971. Mm, wow. So Long time. Wow, under yeah. his management, uh, the silent room gained its moniker. So the story was that if he um, maybe drank too much, that um, the staff and the guests would tiptoe around as he slept it off in what was called the silent room. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound right, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, throughout the next few decades, the Shanley changed ownership and even served the community as a tavern, the James Shanley Tap Room. In 1991, it closed its doors and was abandoned for over 10 years until a man with a vision and a heart of gold decided to take on the challenge of restoring the building to its former glory. Uh, In 2005, Salvatore uh, Nicosia bought the Shanley. um, Great. And the hotel. Yeah, that's what you said. So the hotel was reopened in 2007. And sadly, in 2006, um, Sal passed away. And then in 2017, the hotel was closed for a little while. But Kelly, right? She bought it in 2018 and has continued to refurbish the hotel. And it just looks lovely now. Really, really great. Unbelievable what they've done. Yeah. Really. It's gorgeous. Uh, inside and everything, so. But Sal was a great guy. He really was. Like I was, he's like I was saying. Sal, his famous saying was, "As you're coming in, everybody's family. That's you're wonderful. all family. Go do what you got to. You know." So that was his famous line. Yeah. Is he yeah. there as a spirit? Have you yes. encountered him? Yes. He really- uh, we've done. I'll tell you. I mean. The history you got is right on the money, and there's even something I learned. <laughs> the ice, you know, the ice room went on, the ice house went on fire, you know. But um, yeah, 
I, I share, uh, when when I first got there in 2010, that's the first time I went there. And that's when Sal, he was in the air. And it was 2010. Yeah. I, I, I'm so, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. And I, yeah. I got like billions and billions of pictures of everything. Yeah. Back then, I, when we went back there, so people know, it was eight millimeter videotape. Oh, okay. <laughs> Night vision. So you had a cartridge you had to put in there every time you wanted to do something. So okay, all right. And it was not much night vision. Night vision was very expensive. I had a camera I got bought from England to actually do the... Matter of fact, I think Shanley was the first place I actually did it. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. That's cool, yeah. But um, Sal, um, like I said, every time you went there, it was like you, everybody's family come on in and do what you know, what's doing. Um, we were there a couple of years ago, um, and we were there. Uh, I was got a guy named Flip. I think um, his name's Flip, uh, <laughs> and um, we were talking and stuff. And he actually worked with Sal when they first opened up the place um, as a volunteer, and they gave tours and stuff like that. And that was back when Sal was still there. Mm, okay. And, uh, so when we went back, it was a couple of years ago, uh, Flip was with us, and that's where already Kelly took over. Okay. And the apartment where Sal stayed in was vacant because he actually lived there. He stayed in and stayed there at the hotel. And um, we went in there, and we're doing EVPs and stuff, and Flip was very close with him. And I knew him, and a couple, not many people knew him that was on the investigation with us. Hmm. So we're like, Sal, how are you doing? And I said, so Flip goes, he goes, what was your fame? What, what did you tell everybody when they came in? And the EVP said, family. Oh, my God. Oh, that's he cool. Came out. He came out with, like, family. I was like, yeah. And we like, him and I were flipping out. And, and everybody's like, really? Yeah, that's that's what he used to say. Everybody coming in your family. Yeah. And family came out on the um, – so that was like an awesome moment, you know, to, yeah. to verify he's still there. And they, they, there is evidence that he has he's still there. Um, Kelly and uh, Tracy, the manager, um, they have, you know, people with evidence that, you know, his name is being said or his expressions or because he's yeah. a big smoker. And he talked like this all the time. Okay. <laughs> And um, he had a very deep, raspy type of voice, and that would come out on recordings. So really? yeah, Sal's still oh, wow. yeah, Sal's still there. That's um, wonderful. I I don't know what that would feel like. I'm trying to imagine somebody that I knew, a friend of mine that had passed recently, and then capturing them on an EVP. I have no idea. I probably would be flipping out too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like a, a validation that yeah, mm-hmm. they're still there, you know. It's yeah. like so, and it's, it's, it was his passion too. I mean, that was his place. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, wanted to to restore it and stuff like that. And of mm-hmm. course, then his health started going. Sure, but he was there quite a few years before he actually, you know, after you know after all that it was, you know, he was you know this was passion. So to hear yeah. his voice, it's like. Yeah, this is Sal. That's Sal. Yeah, that's Sal. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so now, so tell us about the hauntings. How many, like, 
are there how many spirits are there like what are just yeah jump right into the hauntings let's let's hear it the hauntings the hauntings itself um I, through the years i think there's a lot more now than when i first started going there oh all right. people, people bringing energy in yeah people bring objects in mm. and uh there's a lot more than what when I was there with Sal, what we heard and spoke to Sal about, because Sal told me about back then uh, about uh, Hitman uh, Joe that mm-hmm. I had experiences oh, with right. on the third floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe and the kids. Uh, oh, yeah. The what's her name? Um, Rosie's still up there. Little mm-hmm. Rosie, still in the building. Wow. So that, there's the well. It's still there. That she drowned in. It's right oh. across the road. And you go across it, and there's, well, there's a cement slab over it now. Mm, good. And um, but she's right there, but she's still in that building. And there's a kid, Jonathan, that's in the building too, a little boy. It, it, I mean, now there's so many more spirits going to that building because, yeah. you know, I, I think everybody's just bringing energy in and bringing more stuff in and opening up portals and everything because of mirrors or yeah. whatever that's going yeah, you know, so you, it's a lot more. I mean, it was, there could be like a hundred now. You know, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Always new ones. Psychics come in all the time, and they're finding new, new people, and everything's there. So it's it's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going there. I guarantee, guaranteeing to be, you know, always yeah, something I, happening. Yeah. I, I did read about uh, a murderer who murdered a young girl who was nine, but it wasn't in the Shanley. It seemed like it was in the area. Um, This man murdered a preacher's daughter who was nine, and they're both supposedly, they might be tied in at the Shanley. So do you think it's like if things happen just in the general area because that place has such a strong energy that it kind of pulls in the spirits possibly? I I feel it does. I mean – you know, in that area, I mean, there's so many spirits in that place and there's so many vortex and, you know, openings that, you, yeah, you, you can bring stuff in that happened in the area itself. You know, in the place like you you talking about the silent room, that's supposed there, there's actually some, uh, if you're sleeping there, you can have the sheets pulled off you and uh, being touched and, yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> Roosevelt room also there's active. Every room there has something going on in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And when I do stay, I stay overnight. I stay in Rosie's room. That's in the bordello. Rosie's okay. room up in the bordello is full of dolls. And that's the room I stay in. <laughs> I don't know. I could. I don't know. I couldn't do that. Dolls <laughs> are a hard pass for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> on one of the video, on one of the. Um, one time we were there, and I have the camera in that area. Look like one of the doll's heads moved, oh, and that no. doll's still there. I was like, it just it looked like it just like this, but I couldn't make it out because I tried to bunk it and everything. So yeah. I'm thinking maybe it was a question on my part because you know, there's a video camera, you're moving things, shadows could make it look like a head move. That's but true. You know, that's, but uh, I, I think it's really happened, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I really put that, that uh, video out there. But 
yeah, it's, I stay in that room. The doll's still there. I'm like, listen, just leave me alone. I'm going to sleep now. Okay, guys. Good night. Oh, my God. So now how many guest rooms are in it now that you can actually, like, stay in? Um, I think you could keep up to um, 25 people. Wow. So it's like two people in a room. I mean, there's there's one room that I – there's one or two rooms that you can keep three people in, but mostly rooms are two people. Mm, Okay. Mm -hmm. And and then you can stay in the Bordello area. There's three rooms up there, and then – is the gentleman's quarters under the um, under the bordello, and because the bordello is like a, you have to go upstairs to a second floor for the bordello. Sure. And there's a there's a underneath there. There's um, a room with multiple beds, and teams actually go there. They rent that room out, and the whole team stays in that room. Oh, that's you know? cool. Yeah, that's not bad. So you can about 25 people because I was talking about getting an event there with us so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that would that's going to be amazing I can't wait we will yeah. definitely um, be doing lives and recording and stuff like that guys when we do go to the Shanley Hotel yeah. um, so Anthony talk to us a little bit about um, some of your most memorable experiences there um and then we can if you're ready to we can show the pictures in the video that you okay. um brought with you uh, talk to us I, about some you, of the creepiest that really um got me um in the third floor the room i told you there's a hitman named joe mm-hmm. and um in that room there's actually a chair that's in there and they say don't joe doesn't like nobody sitting in his chair Oh, so I didn't sit in there. I just went up to and I started doing EVPs. I had a group of people with us. Uh, we had a couple of people with us, and I'm doing um, EMF. I'm trying to get a reading off of it, and we got cameras going and stuff. Yeah. All of a sudden, it felt like something just grabbed me and threw me up against the wall and started like some. So I just, uh, so like started choking me. So oh my god! Everybody's meters were going crazy at that time. Really. So I'm, up against the one, I was like, is that all you got? Is that all you got? And, and, and all of a sudden, it just like broke free from me. And everybody's meters went dead. Dead. Because everything went dead. And I'm like, oh, see? I said, because somebody said, stood up to you. Yeah. So I'm like, nothing happened. So I said, okay, I'm going to go downstairs. And I tell everybody, stay there. Maybe we'll see if the meters go back. Maybe he's just not mm-hmm. coming in because of me now. Right. So I started going down the stairs. I started going down the stairs. Everybody's meters started going off again. I was like, yeah. But that That's, was interesting. How It felt like something just, you know, yeah. against the wall because I was there. Yeah. And I'm not a light guy to put, be pushed back like that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. That is crazy. That's um, Now, is that the guy that was supposedly fearful. killed on the property um, who was kind of a – bodyguardish person from when they had the speakeasy? Is that the same person that they think or just somebody who's somehow tied to the um, place? I really, I don't think they really know what happened to Joe. Okay. I really don't think they know what happened to him. You know? And he's uh, not talking about it? <laughs> Clearly yeah, he's he, not very friendly. He's not dead. He doesn't <laughs> seem to want to chat. Yeah, yeah well, we have EVPs uh, cursing at us, uh, telling us... Uh, you know what? What he? You know, f you. Well, we had an interesting one with that. With that, and one of the guys was doing a spirit box, and he's like, 
Joe, why are you still here? And he's like, you feel maybe all the bad things you did, you can't go, you have to stay here. Where? What are you afraid of? Heaven came out. Uh-huh. Whoa. Heaven. So he goes, um, what, he goes, what, what about heaven? Um, you don't think you could go there? Why? No. Bad. So he's like saying he was bad, too bad. Oh, to and he's a uh, It was the Irish mafia. There. So they, were, they were probably, you know, Catholics or, you know, the, the Protestants mm. or whatever. You know? Yeah. So yeah. they believed in heaven. Yeah. Heaven and hell. So maybe we feel, and I feel um, as a thing, my theory is that he's too afraid to leave this world because he's afraid he's going to go to hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's staying. He's not going nowhere. Wow. So the only place he's going to go is hell. So, yeah. That's Uh, actually really sad. That's really mm -hmm. sad that that's like you're, you have that level of fear based on how you lived your life Mm -hmm. that you, you're afraid to leave and to see he might go to heaven. You who knows? Um, Mm -hmm. Depending on what he did. I don't know. Like hitman. Um, But that's really sad. Uh, I feel kind of feel kind of bad for him. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, how about his victim, he's obviously not, yeah, <laughs> right. And somebody yeah. got, got choked by him, but yeah, um, and, you know, maybe he deserves to be here in like limbo and just kind of afraid to yeah stay here. Yikes! Punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Karma, man. For sure. The second time I had experience there, and. Um, well, my brother and my my son laughed. They laughed hysterically at me. But <laughs> we're in the Bordello area, and um, my brother went. There's there's three rooms in the Bordello area. Um, Anna's room is one of them. Anna was the supposed to be the madam. Oh. Okay. So what happens is when the, that place was there's a there's a back staircase that goes up. It's not wide. It's not easy to get up. It's you walk up the stairs and they turn. But before it turns, there's a little seat there on the side. The madam used to sit there. Okay. Madam, and you give her a cigarette. She smoked a cigarette. You better be done because you're getting tossed out. Wow. (laughs) You better be quick there. Yeah. So that was was what was said that, you know, but you used to go up to the stairs and go into the room. Well, the first room was Anna's room. And my um, my brother went in there and laid down on the bed, and he's like anything here, anything. And I stayed outside on a, it was uh, like a little sofa that was outside. I guess it considered like a waiting area. Mm, okay. So I sat down. I I laid, I laid down in there and like I felt like something was massaging my back. So I, I, this is good. Love it. So my brother's like. I said, he goes, I said, Gerard, anything? I said, I feel like my back to massage. He goes, oh, I want to massage. My back hurts me. So I said, okay, we'll straight places. So he goes on there and nothing with him. I got in that bed. My legs are hanging off. I have a, 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 a cross on me. Mm. And I'm laying on the bed. All of a sudden, my cross gets pulled sideways. And it feels like cigarettes being put out of my legs. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm like, ow, 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 ow. 
So my brother, my my son, he had me go out instead of um, being um, sympathetic and coming and help me. They they thought it was the funniest thing. They were on the floor laughing. Uh, <laughs> I come, I get up, I go, and I pull up my pants, and you can see look like a cigarette butts being put out on me. Oh, oh my had, god, that's I awful. Welts. I had a little welts, but the funny thing, the next day the welts were gone. And no pain, no no sign they were ever there. No, that's nuts. No and that's I took nuts. Pictures. We took pictures, and that that was when Sal was still there. Because um, the next day I go down, and I tell Sal what was you know going on. I said, "Yeah, it felt like somebody's putting cigarettes out of my legs." It was like, and um, he called one of his workers over because come here. I mean, the worker didn't hear what I was saying. Come here. I was, what happened to you the day over in Anna's room? He goes. Yeah, it just felt like somebody's putting cigarettes out of my arm. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was like, are you kidding me? This is just happened to me last night. Right. And this guy was talking about, it happened to him a couple of days ago in that same spot. Did you, you smell know? cigarette smoke or anything in that area? No, no, no. you didn't. Huh. You didn't. How does she, like, what are, what have women's experiences been up in that area? Is it just like guys that she's kind of mess well, with? Yeah, thank you. I'm like, what's the word? <laughs> no, they mess with everybody up there, pretty much. Um, you know, they they do touch you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any women been inappropriate touched up there. You know, yeah, I I know of, but you know, there's so many people going there, so everybody now, yeah, he's booked. To next year, you know, a lot of yeah. stuff. So there's so much happening there now. They're doing documents on it. They're doing all kinds of stuff on it. So that's really um, cool. Yeah, I was just wondering because there's a um, there's a jail in Globe, Arizona that um, one of the women that that ran the brothel in Globe was thrown into jail there because she ran a brothel. Um, but most of the men in the jail were her clients. So she's known to not like women that go in there and investigate her on a tour or whatever. She tends to like scratch oh, yeah. them or shove them or, you know, whatever. So I was just wondering, cause she's jealous because all of the male spirits there are like, you know, they love the women that come through. Um, so I was just wondering if maybe this Anna was kind of the same way. Like, is she jealous of, you know, women that go in there or like, I wonder, just wondering how she was, how she treated females that. Yeah. I know, I know the, some of the guys, um, were bothered up there, scratch and stuff Mm, like that too, you know? And, um, you know, maybe she didn't like guys because they came in and, you know, guys, and they might try to take advantage of the girls. Or, right, you know, hurt yeah, girls, hurt them. You know, or, and she's sticking mm-hmm. up for them. They did have a bouncer up there, too. Yeah. And um, I guess he would take people out, too. You know? Uh, I, I was a bouncer, so I know how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's the one you want to investigate with, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So, um, wow. you know, with her... In that area, it's an interesting area, and you always get something up there, you know, mm-hmm. from lights and stuff, or just EVPs. EVPs, you get all kinds of sayings That's and people's so cool. names and everything, and they, they do respond to you. That's 
intelligent intelligence responses. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. that's what you want. You know? Yeah, for so sure. It's really interesting that place. In, in that I area. can't wait. Laura, we gotta go. Mm-hmm. We gotta go. The part of the history that I'm gonna I might I might educate you now. All right. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> Underneath the front porch, you know, porch. <laughs> of the, the building, it's, they got a, a long. I, I know if you've seen pictures of the place, you see. Yeah, you know, the long. That, yeah, that long, that long um, porch or whatever. Underneath is hot. It's empty underneath there. What they used to do in the winter, because they couldn't bury people in the winter, they used to put them and they used to store them underneath that front porch. Oh God! Oh wow! <laughs> I was afraid you were going to say that. People in that area could be all laid out there before they could before the ground thaws out and they take them mm-hmm. and they bury them. So that was also known like a, I guess, a morgue type of thing under that front uh-huh. porch in the basement. Really? And that's one area you go in there. You feel, you feel things touching you. You go in there, your hair stick up. Yeah? Mm. Yeah, mm. And down that basement is, is wild. It's yeah? Wild. What kind of crazy things have happened or have you experienced or have you heard people that have experienced things in the basement? What kind of hauntings are down there? Down the basement, there's an area in the back where they actually put a chair and, you know, and the chair actually shakes and moves on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, people being touched down there, being, you know. I always get scratched or something. I don't know. They they like they like to attack me. I mean, everywhere I go, something attacks me. I was going to say, that's kind of a physically violent location. I don't know, as I've heard... So many physical like experiences in a location as much as this one. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, uh, through the years, people brought stuff in too. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, and I, I like, I mean, everything there. Uh, not everything there is haunted, or, or you know, like they got dolls now and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Ouija board. Everybody has an item that's giving them a trouble. They drop it off there, you know. And then they huh. have you know all kinds of seances people have and stuff like that going on there. So do they? They do allow people to use Ouija boards there, um, or do people just bring them. I think people just bring them. There are probably Ouija boards there. You know, mm. matter of fact, they just the back room. There was a, a back area where I just got to recently, like last year, to actually go into it. At one time, Sal had his um, like workshop in that area, and it was a storage room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they refurbed it. They redid the whole thing just recently, and they made it to like a big ballroom. And they have uh, seances. They have a bar there now. Wow, and Tracy, Tracy, the manager, she makes she makes equipment. She actually designs equipment. She made a big. Um, she has a a mannequin of a, a guy like a bartender, and oh, she God. made it into she made it into an EMF meter. Stop it! Really? Oh my God! I've got to see that. <laughs> yeah, it was. I haven't seen. I I seen pictures of it. She told me she was doing it, and I, I got to see. I, I want to see this thing, and, and the thing goes next. And she has lights that go off and everything on it. Oh my! Could you imagine if it's like <laughs> eyes were the like the lights, say, like his eyes like light up, <laughs> that, <laughs> like orange cool. red? That <laughs> creepy Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Let's see. I got. I wrote down a couple of things. So, because I've been there so many times, it's like I don't know things that's bleeding to each other. Sure. Yeah. Times <laughs> and stuff like that. Um. Okay. If you want to show the pictures, we can show the pictures, and I'll. Okay. The, 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 the right. pictures. That one picture is pretty much the same. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, Laura, let's take a look at these pictures. Let's see here. Here's the first one, hopefully. Hey, it is. There it goes. Okay. The two pictures there, I mean, it's a, it's a distance. Yeah. Well, if you zoom in on. Do the next one. On, I don't know if you could zoom in. That's the picture oh, on the top there. If you yeah. look at it. It looks like a little girl and a little boy looking out the window. It sure does. It sure does. That's Rosie. Oh. Let's look at that first one again. Hang on. Let's see. The first one's the same picture. It has a man on the second floor, which, yeah, I mean, I I didn't get a chance to zoom in and cut it to uh, set. Yeah. Yeah. I this, can't. this is when I first went there. This is back in 2010. You can see that guy, though. You can for sure. And that's. That second, mm. uh, that upper pane, uh huh, for sure. And you can see the kids in that room. What room is that that they're in? Is that Rosie's room? No, no, oh. Rosie, Rose, up there. That's the third floor. I told you mm. they had the on the one time. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, um, that floor is up there. When you go up, up on that floor, that's jo um, uh, Joe, Joe the Hitman's room there. No. Next, next to it, it's a kid's room, and they used to call that Jonathan's room. Okay. And the, the two kids are pretty much, um, they're all over the house and in different places, but they have played up on that third floor a lot. Oh, okay. That night, this is when we first moved, pulled into the lot there, and we felt being watched. So I, had, I told everybody, take pictures. Take pictures of the building. Yeah. And this one of the pictures of the building they took, and, I, you know, of course, I, I do my – thing and i i spot these little things you know mm -hmm. little people in the windows that is um, wild well that night we were up there and we actually um got responses response from a girl and we actually i actually seen a girl and a boy like running from the room from a, from the kids room into that room that room i believe somebody hung themselves in oh yuck yeah, there was a, there was a hanging a woman hung himself in one of the rooms up there. Wow. So when when I when I did the review on the um, stuff, and I seen this picture in that room, I'm like, oh shit! All night long we've been chasing these kids. <laughs> we were in that room, and at the beginning of the night they were watching. When we first pulled up, they were watching us. Wow. That is wild. And you know what? It's interesting. I am getting I keep going back to this the first picture, but this style of architecture is very popular back there, isn't it? Because this is for sure because of this the shape of the this side of the house is giving off very Amityville vibes, yeah, right? Yeah, of that house. Yeah, yeah. But this is a very popular style of architecture back there, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It seems yeah, like there's well, a lot that look like this. Yeah, they, so I guess the way they designed it back then was the way they shaped the, the roof because of the snow or the, whatever they, mm. their architect was about back then. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this was uh, back in the 1800s going into the early 1900s. This was the shapes. Yeah. A lot of shapes of buildings. 
I know here out in Long Island by me, um, you got a lot of those. Well, I got Amityville um, about 45 minutes from my house. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah, far it from Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. So it basically yeah, looks was- like a, a farmhouse, like anytime you would imagine mm-hmm. a farmhouse, almost kind of built like a barn. Yeah. 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 So the same kind of style of a roof, like where it's pitched at the very top. Yeah, uh, but not like a huge sloping roof because you don't want that snow accumulation, right, to weigh down on it. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's made to like kind of push off. Yeah. Right. Give, yeah, but it very much weight, looks like uh, a barn. Yeah. yeah. Distributed weight on the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. That that room is interesting because, like I said, somebody was um, they hung themselves in that room too. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah there, there's a lot of history going back with other stuff too. Um, on that floor there, there's actually, uh, and I didn't get it, but they do have it uh, on their website, I think, in Shanley. Somebody got a picture of a, a cat, a ghost cat. <laughs> there's a ghost cat that haunts that place. That's really cool. You know, I have heard that, too. Thing you, see and you see the tail. Oh, wow. That's really so great. That would be really oh, cool. So, yeah, there's a ghost cat there. There's it a lot of stuff. I mean... I mean, so much stuff in the years. Like I said, everything bleeds into itself. Yeah. Um, Do you think the third level is the top level is the um, is the most haunted, most active? Well, that's one of the yeah locations, and they do bring the tours up there for that. Matter of fact, during the middle of the night, they lock every, they lock it down, and uh, one certain time they lock it so nobody could go up there. Mm, yeah, okay. it's a hotel. You actually stay there. People yeah. can go there and stay there all overnight, and you know it's it's great. I mean, I, I like yeah. it. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, and well, they they lock that floor up because um, you know people go up want- there and you know all <laughs> night. Man. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's, it's that's that floor is the haunt, one of the most haunted, and you got the basement. Let's has activity going oh, on. Oh, for down. sure, yeah. Um, Bordello is another, you know, the mm-hmm. Bordello has the activity going on in there, too. You know, so that third floor is, um, like I said, it's interesting. You go up there and you can feel the yeah. energy. Yeah. You definitely feel the energy as you go in. I know psychics that went up there and they're like, holy cow, and they, and they get the, you know, some of them get sick and they have to leave. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, wow. it's a wild floor to go on. You know, it's like when I first got there, that's one of the first floors we went up to. And um, I have, um, I had left the camera there and we all went downstairs because we, that's the third floor. So we went down back to the first floor. And the first floor is an area that everybody sits in. There's a table there. And, mm. you know, that's, that's the, like, retreat room you know it's like you go down to the first floor and hang out kind of like the gear room yeah 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 you know it's, it's, i call it central because we pretty much set everything up there you know yeah um and i left the camera up there and i got like audio on it talking and i got a little voice and and then i he's like i am well they get out of here already they're ready for you to go right not subtle at all oh you know (laughs) i guess you get tired of it too they get tired of it too right probably 
What's yeah. your name? The whole thing. Can you make knock if you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I like, get it. You man, do you know what year it is? Shut up! I mean, <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? You didn't do it, with a kid. You act like, hey, kid, you, know, you go up to him and, hey, you want to play and grab a toy or something like that? You didn't interact with him. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, they're not like um, they're not sideshows. They are human, living mm-hmm. human spirits. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Most times, most locations. Um, so it's it's important to remember that when you're going in and doing an investigation, mm-hmm. is to just talk to them as if they were still living and standing in front of you. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that I actually um, was. Taught by Tony and Cherie and Chris and Audra, but it's definitely something that was driven home when we investigated with you at Trans Allegheny and just like watching your method of paranormal investigation and how just natural it is. Like you were talking to them, like you would be like you talk to us. And so that's mm-hmm. something that I've really tried to incorporate in the way that I investigate now. So thank you very much for oh. that. Yeah. Um. I guess so. make me blush. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anthony, you are a lot of fun to investigate with, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's always fun. It's always I always learn something, and it's we always have a good time, and we always laugh a lot, which is the best part. <laughs> but plus, also the con- the cannolis that he brings. Okay, the cannolis, eh? <laughs> cannoli kid over here, you know? Yeah. For sure. Um, Everybody likes when I come because I feed everybody. Yes. (laughs) We're not going to complain. No, we're never going to, never, ever going to complain. So now through your investigations and stuff, have you been able to piece together a little bit more of the history of the Shanley that like maybe wouldn't be found on a website or, you know? Um, I tell you, it's so much you know through the years like with Joe and stuff like they're coming out with more and more stuff now and with psychics going there so yeah. me piecing anything together like with the kids you know um, Jonathan and um, and um, Rosie you know that's you know I, I piece them together and stuff sure. but they weren't the same era you know yeah, America. Jonathan was killed by a car in the parking lot. Mm, okay, you know? but now they're telling me that um, I, I know Jonathan was a little boy to me all these years. Now um, Kelly and Tracy are finding Jonathan might not be a little boy. No, oh. he might be acting as a little boy, like a spirit just oh. acting as a little boy, or it. Like, yeah. okay. I was like, because you know how, like, it's such a popular notion that demons will try to portray themselves mm-hmm. as children. So yeah. that's why I was like. Because they're starting to see a guy with a long beard and stuff like that. Up there. Whoa. Now, but what I think, if that is any connection between Jonathan and this man with the beard. Yeah. I think it might be because um, Jonathan dies a boy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was something that was, you know, like if he would have did live. I mean, maybe what he would have something, you know. 
Right, all that quantum entanglement. Maybe yeah, it's he'd live to be an adult in a different. Um, yeah. Well, and I did read. Universe. This was one of the things that I I kind of didn't include because there was different varying information. So, and I couldn't verify either. But that some said that he died when his father accidentally ran him over. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some said that he didn't die from his injuries. But he was, you know, severely injured, so he may have, like, um, arrested development mm-hmm. from that injury. So uh, maybe he got older, but his, you know, uh, mental faculties and his emotional... Um, oh, stayed the age he was. ...stopped, and he... So internally, he is still that boy, but maybe he got older. I, I, I've been hearing that now, too. After all these years, I've been, as a matter of fact, I just heard it this year, you know. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. Um, so it could be. It could uh, be that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I haven't been there. I just, from what I kind of gathered from different sources. Yeah. So you don't know. And mm-hmm. nothing's written down. And remember, stuff back then wasn't written down. Right. And he, mm-hmm. he, he was run over by a, a doctor. Uh, Jonathan, what happened was he was in the parking lot and he was sitting on one of those. Remember, these old cars that sure. had the bumpers, you know, and yeah. he was sitting on the bumper and the doctor got in the car. He was a little tipsy. He didn't see him. He just backed up and backed over him. Oh, God. That's they awful. brought him in the hotel and they said that some, you know, he died in the hotel. That was the story that I was going by sure. all these years, you know. He died in the hotel, and now he's he's there. He's haunting it. Yeah. But um, now the story's changed, uh, and I don't know how to go with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. The story I, I know or, you know, because I, I like to go with the truth, too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be something to kind of, um, you know, do dig a, a little deeper. On. Yeah, do a deeper dive on it and ask a little bit more from – either him or the guy with the long beard or that's interesting. That's so cool. That's one of the other things I love what, about what records you could find too. Like you yeah. have to go down to the, um, the recorder and see what you can find for deaths. You know, that's it. That's a, that's in a lot of the smaller towns. They don't, they're not online. So you actually have to physically go down and start searching through, if you know, micro fish or yeah. If, even right. if they're still if there, there's a lot even of stuff gets destroyed by fire, et cetera. So we already talked about this. Just, lots this of fires. Lots of fires. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know Kelly's doing all the history on it and oh. they had, I think they, they got somebody helping them out too. That's cool. So they're doing all the history on it as much as they could get on it, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, it's it's interesting how, you know, the history's changed and, you know, through the years. Like I said, nothing was really recorded much back then, especially with kids and stuff like that. Unless right. a newspaper came along and said, hey, let's uh, put an article out. Yeah, well, let's talk about this. Articles. Yeah. But then who's, who's writing the article? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the journalism slant too, but that hotel was a big draw to that small town and it was a big mm-hmm. money maker. So mm-hmm. the fact is that they probably would have never publicized anything bad happening there because it brought a lot mm-hmm. of money to the town. 
it doesn't seem like that would, you know, that would just wouldn't be good for the town. So they probably mm-hmm. in a small town with a small town newspaper, they probably wouldn't. Especially if it was that. a doctor that like mm-hmm. drunkenly ran person. over a child. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. They, they, they called that the, the, it was a, called, it was actually a gentleman's club that one time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. only gentlemen were there. And if they did show up with women, um, they used to say, gentlemen to the right, women to the left. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they, they would just separate them as soon as they went in. Yeah. That's if they did. But that's why they, I guess they had the bordello connected to the gentlemen's quarters. <laughs> you know? That was very, very common in that era. The Driscoll Hotel in Austin had the same thing. There was an entrance for the men, and then the women had the entrance on the complete other side so that they didn't have to be, you know, witness, like, the rough and tumble, what the, guy, what the men were doing in that side of the hotel. It was just the proper, the ladies yeah. on the other side. So that makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was just there recently. Well, they, Okay. We did an event there. Was, um, Ron and Lourdes was there. I was going to ask if they did the Staticon yeah. there. Yeah, they, we did Staticon there a couple of times. We might have used did a recent one. But I think this was last year. with, And we're there. And um, Oh, yeah, we did an event. That's when um, Ron started doing his um, the seance thing with the... Uh, the Digital Seance Initiative? The, yeah. yeah. So when we first started, and we we did it at the UFO UFO museum nearby. Oh, and cool! We, so nearby Shanley. So Helly said, "You guys, you want to stay over? Come over Friday night. You can stay over." So yeah, yeah, okay. So we did that at the, at there, and then we stayed at the one there that Friday, and then Saturday we we're going to have our event going on there also, where you know. People were coming to uh, see the radio being, you know, the, the Staticom or what well, was the Staticom back then? But yeah, was it direct radio voice or direct radio? Yeah, yeah. and um, we so we're having an event the next day, and um, uh, so we're there all day, and you know, we're there all day Saturday and stuff, and a lot of downtime and stuff. Like nobody's there yet and stuff. Yeah. So, like in the afternoon, I said, oh, I'm going to go upstairs to go take a, a snap or something like that. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going to have a long night. I said, go, well, we're going to order pizza. So, okay, when the pizza comes, give me a call and stuff. So I go upstairs. I come. So I'm up there, and Lourdes calls me and says, the pizza's here. I come downstairs. I'm going to the thing, and I'm like, who's that? John Zaffis showed up. Oh, really? <laughs> he just showed up. It was like, hey, John, how you doing? How? He's a slice of pizza with us and he's hanging out with us. It was so awesome. Like, John was there. That's you know, really cool. Yeah. He, there. he wanted to hear the radio. and um, It's amazing. And, uh, it, it was an interesting night because uh, – Really? Yeah. John, John really liked what was going on and stuff. Um, I'll tell you what. There's not Sam many Bat- people. Sam Batrusis was there also. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he was one of the people going to be with us. So we're there. So they have a um, a seance room. They were starting to build that seance room. Now it's really finished. That's the big room I told you about. Yeah, yeah. But it was just started. 
And, um, you know, Scotty the Medium was there also. Oh, really? <laughs> Scotty. And they, they, Scotty starts talking about this, this um, head, of a clown head. It was like a, like a little thing, a clown head. But he starts saying, oh, yeah, I brought this. And he comes out and brings it. And he's showing everybody. Oh. And everybody, <laughs> I got, I, I started feeling nauseous. I got my camera there. John's sitting next to me and Sam's on the other side of me. John gets up and goes, no, 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 no. He gets up, he leaves. Sam goes, ah. And I said, I, I got a bad stomach. We all left. And it was like something with that clown that actually that actually chased John out. It's like, here's this guy who deals with demons and he's that clown chased him mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and the he, minute you said clown head, I was like, uh-uh. With that. Yeah, uh-huh. no. And that was an interesting night because um, then John Ron played his radio, yeah. and John was like amazed. He goes, "This stuff's freaking me out. This stuff's freaking me out." Cool. Said, oh. I'm going, Ron. You just freaked out the guy who fights demons, the haunted collector. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, all the things that he has. Yeah, you're the one freaking out. So it was interesting. That was that yeah. was good. That was good. And it was a good night. Um, John didn't. He ended up leaving. He didn't stay, but most of us stayed overnight. We we, we spend the night there doing uh, investigation. Matter yeah. of fact, was that the night? No, that that might be the night with the next video that I have for you. Mm, okay, and all right. That's, Let's. That might be the same night. All right, let's talk about this, and we'll play it here in a second. So, what was going on? You when you had described it when you sent the, when you emailed it over to me, but for the viewers and the listeners, what was happening? that caused you to record this video. Okay. Um, it was, we were all going to bed. Um, I stayed in the one side of the building. I stayed in the main building and Ron and Lourdes, they were in the, they were in the back of the building and they were in the Bordella area. And um, there was a couple of people staying in the same spot where I was. Everybody spread out the building. Okay. So it was like 4.30 in the morning. It was a Sunday morning, 4.30. I had to drive back to Queens. Mm. So I'm like, it's an hour and a half, I ride back. And so I had to get to bed. So everybody's in bed ready. So I'm in my room. I have beep, 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 like a, like alarm going off, like a alarm sure. going off, like a door alarm or something. Mm. So I'm an investigator. So I'm in the haunted location. What I'm going to do is definitely pick up a night vision camera and walk with it. Yeah. So that's what I did. I just took the camera and I just started walking around and I hear, I go downstairs, I hear this alarm going off and I'm like, I can't see where, I, see where it's going off. But then I seen the panel on the front door and you have the need, you need the keypad or something like that. And right. so I'm walking around and, um, you know, it's like, I don't know what to do. I go back upstairs. I try calling Kelly up. Kelly's not answering. Tracy is the, like I told you, who's the manager. I'm knocking on the door saying to shut this alarm off. So I got my camera there, you know, because that's what sure. I do. Right. And, um, I'm like, I, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what to do. I, I can't get them up. I don't know the keypad. I got to get up in a couple hours. I'm going to go to bed. So that's what I do. So I play, when I come back home, I do the review on the camera. I'm just gonna listen and and this what I is call it, yeah the video that you 
I gave you is what I caught on it. You know? All right. So. Let's go ahead and play the video. It's quick so we can play it a couple of times. Um, yeah. But it's really it's really crazy. So here the we go. The reason I made it so small because I said I could send it out easier than right. <laughs> then all the footage of you walking around. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's really clear too. <clears throat> Isn't that really clear? Let's play it one and more time. The only one up. Everybody else is is sleeping. And you can you can hear it like it's going really quickly. And then so for the the audio people listen and you can hear them say, "I don't want to tell you all the time, but get the wire cutters." It's yeah, it's pretty clear, right? It's in there, pretty so. clear. Yeah, <laughs> they're giving Anthony advice on how to turn that off. <laughs> right, even the ghosts are like, "Someone shut this they're off!" Like somebody shut that shit up. Yeah, let's play it one more time. <laughs> okay, yeah, play. <laughs> it's super clear. Wild. Yeah. 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 Super I, clear. The interesting part about like Kelly, Kelly actually wanted me to send her a copy of it, and they, she's probably, probably using it for their prom, they They got like a promo now when you for go sure. there. She's going to use that. But um, the interesting part about that, remember the Irish mob actually owned the Shanley. Right. The Shanley, they were the Irish mob. That's where the, all that went on, what's going on there. And um, they ended up back then, back in the 20s, even 10, 2010 or whatever, 2010, yeah. okay, 1910, all, all those eras right. back then to recently – how do you shut off alarms if you want to shut it off? You cut the wires. Back you cut then. the wires, yeah. Now it's everything's computerized. You know, right. you got to program and everything else. So do it from you know, the app on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now yeah, there's so backups. It's not just electricity. Everything is double. You know, double. Yeah. Back up. Then, and being electrician, when I hear wire cutters, I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> what happened? He said wire cutters. You know. So, yeah, yeah that was very interesting awesome. how that, you know. That's so that cool. Came about. Yeah. You know? I, I couldn't get in touch with them. I walked around calling to Kelly, knocking on on the doors, and nobody. I I, I have to go to bed now. So. so then did you, like, so then you went to bed when you woke up. Did you ask anybody, like, who shut the alarm off? Did the alarm just shut itself off? Did... What yeah, ended I up? spoke to Kelly about the, the the alarm. One of the senses on the alarm in one of the ruins was was broken, and oh, um, okay, and it, it actually went off because it was broken. Not that anything broke it; it was broken during construction, and then they get a chance to replace it. Oh, so okay, it gets set off. So nothing supernatural set it off, you know, or paranormal. Right. Yeah, it set off because of something, you know. Just like you know, a frit yeah. on the fritz or whatever. Something was broken. Yeah. But what was interesting is how something told me how to shut it off their own special way. Right? That's right? so and cool. I love it. The alarm was all going off. That, that was an interesting night with that, too. I mean, it was like, wow. You know, yeah. we, we got to see, you know, I got to work with uh, some, you know, John's office and, 
mm-hmm. and Sam and you know it was interesting it was good it was a good night day we all did our stuff that's wonderful yeah Yeah, we're hoping to have um we were going to have ron and lord and tony and sheree on the show to um discuss all things staticom which is what it's Mm -hmm. currently its name is now um and our listeners excuse me what laura i need to cough will you explain remind everybody what staticom is (laughs) Um, So it's basically like white noise radio, um, Mm -hmm. but you can have, you can ask questions and get answers kind of through the white noise is the best way. Am I explaining it? It sounds pretty right. Staticom is a method. It's not, it's not a box or anything. It's a method. It's a method. And they actually go through static um, and they actually, a little static generator that makes white noise. That's all it does. There's no, there's no, um, nothing coming in, um, no radio. There's no radio waves. Mm-hmm. It's just static white noise. And they filter it through, they got different programs that they actually feed it through the computer. Yeah. And they're getting words out of nothing because it's just a static. 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 That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And they're getting, they're getting um, responses when they ask questions. And they're getting, yeah, they're getting some, and then they're just getting words. They're getting whole sentences. Sentences. They're getting, they're getting so much more than just what's going on. Um, yeah. With, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how, you know, because I, I, you know, I'm always with, uh, with, with Ryan and Lourdes. Ryan and Lourdes, yeah. Yeah, just the three of us stuck together there. Um, and it, it's, what they're doing is next level stuff. And it is actually have a computer that they feed everything through and it comes out and the words are coming out and they could make it clearer or, you know, and you don't know whether if the words are, they don't know if it's coming from, you know, the paranormal side or the alien side. You don't know where the words are coming from or the sentences or, you know, and then like Ryan gets his mother coming through. They have my mother coming through a couple of times. Really? Yeah. yeah, you know we just did a documentary. Yeah, yes, and mm. that is coming out. I'm excited for that. Super, yeah. super excited for that one. We, um, yeah, schedules got conflicted, um, so we're hoping to reschedule the four of them to come on and um, actually show our viewers and our listeners exactly what Staticom is. Um, it's not. I mean, I think the the closest thing that you can compare it to but it's on a whole other level guys is kind of like the spirit box where it's scanning those radio frequencies this is like that but that it's like like anthony said it's simply white noise so whatever words are coming through are the actual words um that day when we were in gettysburg last year um we were all in you know using it in that ballroom i got three hours went by we were using that thing and it's really fascinating flew by by. um but somebody asked um somebody asked them to describe chris all good and Mm. justice league came out of the out of it and we were like oh my because chris was wearing a superman shirt Mm. oh wow Okay. It was wild. It was super wild. I know the EVPI has had 
has used it a lot on their show. Um, mm-hmm. And at one time, one point, um, Chris wrote down a word. They were all obviously they're all in different locations. So Chris mm-hmm. wrote down a word on a piece of paper and mm-hmm. um, held it up to the camera so the viewers could see and said, can you, can you tell us what this word is? And sure enough, it popped right out. It's a, it's changing the face. That was was from um, the house in between. Yeah. Yeah. It's changing the face of paranormal investigations. You guys, I swear it's, it's amazing. And we're going to have them on the show um, so that we can, you know, show you guys exactly what it is. And um, it's really been my show too, but um, mm-hmm. Tony and Sherry, you know, because I, I go live, so it's a little hard. Uh, it's a little, yeah, it's a little, it's a little trickier to, for a live show. You can um, come around like 8.30. It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't get yeah. home at 8.30, him and Sherry. So, yeah. um, I just had Ron and Lourdes on last, uh, on Thursday. Did you really? Oh, cool. Yeah. They, 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 they actually showed um, promos of their, of the documentary they made. It's it's oh, fantastic, cool. Tony. Yeah, uh, I, got, I, got, I got a little thing in it. Um, you should. Uh, it's our dog. Um, I, we were doing it. Doing that. Matter of fact, we were just doing at the, uh, the UFO. I just we was just talking about that. We did the channel mm-hmm. after that yeah. same night. Oh, okay. We, we had uh, we were doing it and um, ended up that it's going around. We had thirty people there, and I ex. Uh, Ma, if you're here, have Cookie Bark. Cookie was my childhood dog. And all of a sudden, a bark woof, comes out. And in oh, this wow. part of the documentary. And next to me is, is actually Kelly and Tracy from the Shelly Hotel. Yeah. And Kelly oh. and Tracy, it's like the way she went, like. <sighs> oh, it, it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. The dog mm-hmm. came through. So, yeah. I, cool. yeah. I've been working with them, especially at the Shelly. We just did. We just did a whole thing at the Shanley with them, yeah. Um, just a couple months ago, with with the Staticom and everything. Yeah. And I'm starting to draw. Well, I, I I've been drawing years. I draw spirits that I see. Really? You know, I just did, I just did an art show um, in the Rich Theater, and oh, cool. and, um, and I just and I and Gettysburg. I displayed a bunch of my pictures out on the on the thing. Did you and, really? Yeah. That's and, wonderful. Yeah, just drew something with Shanley, with the Shanley. But yeah, a lot of stuff. I go back to my whole life. I've been drawing, I've been drawing my, um, just drawing figure, you know, the, what I see. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. You get it on video or film and it's like, right. let me get out there. And I've been doing it for years and I only got talked into, I got, I got hundreds and hundreds of pictures. I just got talked into just doing a show at the Ritz Theater. That's so here great. I paint things out of books and putting them in frames and stuff like that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Aaron Bush and I were just talking about spirit artistry. Um, and uh, like, you know, Cindy Kaza does it. And, and we, I've been like, I don't know if I could do that. Like, cause I, I wanting to kind of tiptoe my way into automatic writing. Um, but the the spirit artistry I think is so fascinating. I have I yeah. cannot draw anything that doesn't come out like a stick figure. So uh, yeah, I I won't even try to attempt that. This the because I it's just a hot mess. But 
I think it's fascinating. And is there a place where folks can go as far as like online or to see the the art that you've created, the, the drawings that you've uh, done? I'm, I'm working on that. I, yeah, okay. I'm working. I was thinking about putting, putting them in a book or something or you you know, something like that. Yeah. And with the stories of each one of my things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be really cool. That would be yeah. so cool, right? Oh, my it's God. Like I've got hundreds of pictures and – I mean, did, uh, I, I might have put something like when I did the Rich Theater, I just took group pictures of my uh, uh, photos of my pictures. Yeah. That I've drawn. Because I just sketch. I, 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 I like sketching and, and shading. That's, That's cool. That's really cool. You can get a lot of depth and dimension that way. Um, that's how my son prefer, prefers to draw. And it's just... Mm-hmm. Really, really remarkable stuff. Just sketching. Um, So now, are there any other hauntings um, that you that come to mind for the Shanley Hotel? Or um, and then also, where can folks go to book reservations? Do you know like what the average like cost for a room night is like? Promo the Shanley. Where can people go to stay there? Yeah. Well, the, the bookings, um, I, I couldn't tell you prices. Okay. You know, that's what you have to talk to them about. But you just go to the, the Shanley, um, the Shanley, um, ShanleyHotel.com. Okay. And, and you go on there. Uh, and you uh, you could ask, you know, ask for Kelly or Tracy. Tracy's, Tracy's the one to probably be taking care of it more because she's the manager of the place. Okay. Um, and you can ask them to send you information on okay. the play. Um, also, if you just, you know, Google Shelly Hotel, they, they got numbers there. So maybe you can get in touch with them on a, one of the numbers. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's well worth it. It really is. It sounds you like know, it. It I, sounds I, like it. I enjoy it every time I go there. And you know, yeah. I, I, I've been there this year three times. Have you really? Yeah, last year I don't know how many times I've been there, and yeah, you know, it's it's a matter of fact I'll probably be going back there soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for us to get together um, next year and go and stay. Um, like I said, guys, we will definitely be doing a lot of lives from it. We will be recording. We'll be putting an episode oh, sure. together, as always, um, mm-hmm. of the evidence that we capture. Um, so now. Anthony, where can folks find you? You have, um, you have your live shows, um, you know, with Maureen and like where, what is on your, um, like what's coming up for you for the rest of this year? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the, the, the podcast first, then I'll tell you everything else. Um, well, I'm on a podcast called, um, Dimensions of Supernatural with Maureen Kaczynski and Anthony Simonelli, of course. And they know what they call me. Just to forget about it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> they sure uh, do. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 that's better than being called Mr. Cannoli. But Mr. <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> I'm going to be Mr. Cannoli. But um, we're on Thursday nights on E-R-E-E-E. A little Yeah, we start again. ERRT Radio. Okay. Um, you could get us on YouTube. You're pretty much on YouTube. We're on BB3 TV also. Okay. And we also pretty cool. It's um, 
UG Media, and that's that's actually Manchester, England. They broadcast from. Oh, really? Cool. That's really cool. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we, got, we got one guy comes in. This guy Virgil every week, um, and he, he's he's up at that time to actually contact you know come on the show. Right. So that's he does. He does uh, the you know he goes in the chat with us. That's wonderful. It's interesting. Uh, we have quite a few good guests. And you come do. check us out. You know, it's at 7.30 to 9.30. We're two hours. That's great. Um, and, and that's Eastern time, right? That's, that's yeah, we, we call it U.S. Eastern time because yeah, it's Eastern time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Eastern time. Okay. You know, we're on the coast here. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one thing. Um. And uh, well, we just did Gettysburg, the Paracon, the you know Gettysburg Bash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Battlefield Bash was was that was that was great. That we it's had, a really great time, guys. You should yeah. if you haven't been, you should you should definitely check it out. I have a better time. Everybody goes. I, I got involved in like five or six investigations. I'm like, I don't know. I, I hung out mm-hmm. out in the back deck uh, drinking and smoking cigars all night. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, because I don't drink and drive, so I go to locations that I'm staying in the hotel. Yeah, the only thing I got drivers out is is the uh, elevator up and down the floors. It's right. super easy. It is so, I mean, so super I'm out easy. there with my my beers, my Jameson, and a cigar. I, I was happy as a pig. It's a great vibe there. We had the yeah, best time. Yeah, yeah. So I was out there doing that. But yeah, Gettysburg Bear, We just did that. Um, next is I'm going to be at. Uh, the Grizz Graham, um, it's, uh, it's, oh, wow. I got so many things to say. I mean, <laughs> listen, it, you're, yeah, in Jersey you're not alone. <laughs> um, let me see. That's in Jersey. I'm trying, I'm trying to pull up my calendar here. Sir? Sorry. I should have been prepared more. No, it's fine. Oh, you're great. Uh, we don't prepare. Don't worry. <laughs> Grizz Mill, and oh. that's in that's in Chester, New Jersey. That's oh, on okay. Friday night. That's an event that people are gonna um, they're gonna come to, and we're gonna be walking around and doing tours with them. That sounds cool. <laughs> uh, then I got the. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm sorry for not being prepared. The 26th, we're going to be at the uh, Strauss Mansion. Um, that's another event that's, matter of fact, they sold it out. Really? Another event that we're going to be at, um, giving a tour for these tours that we're giving for these locations, are actually events that are for you know, so the location get money to fix things. Oh, crazy. Yeah. We're so doing with that. So, which I thought was pretty cool, you know? Yeah, that's really them wonderful. Out mm-hmm. and then in September, I'll be at the um, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, the, the, yeah, going to be a Sleepy Hollow, the, the Paracon. Uh, that's, that's cool. That's so cool. Uh, that's on the 16th. Uh, that, yeah, that's going to. This is the second year they're having it. Last I couldn't do it. This year I'm going to be doing it. Yeah. So um, that should be interesting too. Yeah. And then I'm going to be 29th, 20, 29th, the 30th, and the 1st at the MassCon, Massachusetts Paracon. Oh, oh wow. Cool. Okay. That's so we'll cool. Be out there 
for that. Yeah. So, you know, I got a couple of things in between there, but I'm not going to waste your time searching for it. <laughs> <laughs> those are your those are your big ones, right? Those are the big ones. Yeah, those are the big ones, and we're going to be at, I'm going to be doing those uh, paracons at those places, and you know, I love it. In between, I'll be doing other events and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and the biggest event is going to be on uh, August 13th, uh, my 61st birthday. So <laughs> oh, happy, birthday. happy birthday. That's going to be amazing. Um, so, yeah, we um, we actually just because, and you know, we've told our listeners we've been really like our listeners know everything. Um, Laura and I, we got laid off from our jobs back in October of last year. And so we've kind of been doing like 9000 side hustles um, just to keep the lights on. And, you know, um, so we were doing a whole tour of Paracons this year. We had booked them. We were planning. Everything was going to be great. Um, We did the Ohio State Reformatory one. We had the best time. Um, And then the next one was going to be. Um, Ocean State Paracon at the Conjuring House. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were going to do Vulture City Paracon in Wickenburg, Arizona. Um, but we ended but up, we were like, canceled. that got canceled. They, they, the back actual con got canceled. Um, and then we had to, we just canceled um, the Ocean State Paracon simply because we're like, you know what? We don't, we don't have money to go up there. We don't have, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's you but if know. you get a chance and you can't come see us because we're not out, you should go see Anthony and go, go see, see Anthony. Go wish yes. him happy birthday. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, having, I'm having a little party and having you know some of my paranormal f- family and my family over and that's wonderful. combining them. So that's wonderful. Nice. That is that is wonderful. Um, go yay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish you guys were close, so we would be like doing a little more together. I know, I know for sure. I'm uh, trying to convince Laura. Like when she gets like back on track with everything, I'm like, you need to move. Everybody's out here. You need to come back east. Yeah, it's a consideration. It is. Uh, I gotta tell you, I don't think I can do a lot more of these summers because mm-hmm. it's just too much. But mm-hmm. cool. yeah. too, too fun. Were you from there? Or? No, my fa- I have a lot of family back in like Ohio uh, area, so yeah, yeah. Michigan stuff there? like that. So. With the heat, I don't know. Um, I, I-, I moved out here years ago with my mom, and I have family out here too. So most of my family is either here or in Ohio. So my dad's out here now. So um, I wouldn't leave him, you know. Uh, and I have pack up, dad. Yeah, pack up. We're all leaving. (laughs) I'm in the briefcase here. We're going. Right? So, yeah, I mean, it's something we have talked about, you know, maybe in the future is moving back that way just to honestly get out of the heat. It's not (laughs) going to get any better. Global warming's a thing. Like, it's just true. It's not going to get any better. But, it is a possibility. It's getting warmer out here, too. I mean, we we have been a lot warmer weather than. When yeah, I was a kid. and winters. I mean, I oh, the winters. October, October used to be like snowstorm all the way into like <laughs> into May. Snow kid, yeah, yeah. Time, but now it's like everybody's complaining about how much snow. I'm looking outside. I'm like, 
with. Yeah, you guys didn't get a whole whole lot this last year. I don't know. I have a feeling that the hurricane season this year is going to be a lot busier. Um, I don't know why. The ocean temperatures are really warmer. It was a very dry winter, too. Even Pittsburgh didn't get that much snow. I was talking to Jennifer, and I'm like, you guys didn't get a whole lot of winter this year. She's like, shh, Gary, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't remind Mother Nature. It can still come. (laughs) It can still happen. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So guys, check out Anthony and Maureen's show on Thursdays. you can do. You can check them out on Facebook on their page, YouTube, like you said, E R R T Radio, and then what was the channel? B B B three B B three TV um, for all of our UK listeners. Yeah, no, the UK was U G. Oh, U G. Yeah, U G Media. Yes, U G Media. Yes. So for all of our UK listeners, you can check them out there. And Anthony's going to be um, at Mass Paracon, and he's going to be doing um, tours Sleepy of Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, oh, Sleepy Hollow, um, and then tours of the Shanley. Um, no, no. Um, what were the two? Yeah. It, oh yeah. Uh, um, Strauss Mansion. Strauss Mansion. That's right. That's right. In Brisbane. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm looking into getting um, being part of a. I just was recorded last weekend um, doing a show. They were doing a show, and they, I was being videotaped. You know, I was being uh, I was the guest uh, investigator, and there was a, a psychic there, and you know, we worked together. Um, and that's going to be well. I can't tell you. I can't talk about that much. But yeah, that's when that that's comes coming. Out, no. Yeah, and then also the Staticom documentary. The Staticom, mm-hmm. I you know, see Anthony in that. Minutes in there, like, he goes like, "Hi," yeah. you know. Like, so when, when do we see the dates on those? We'll pop them onto our social media so you guys can yeah. follow Anthony too and and be up to date on the Staticom and mm-hmm. all the cool stuff that he's doing. So you can yeah. tune in. The, the show is called um, Doc Echoes. I can share that much with you. Yeah, cool. It's going to be really, really cool. So, well, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you for doing my part. It was nice to just kind of sit back and chill. And, you know, um, I appreciate you uh, very much for for coming on. And we have always have the best time. So much fun. Um, Yes. We have a lot of stuff planned um, in the next year. Hopefully, Laura and I have all the faith in the world that 2024 is going to be much, much better. So we've got big, big stuff planned. um, And Anthony factors into a lot of that. So um, once we get that squared away, yeah, once we get that squared away, we will let you guys know. um, Get to the Stanley. Uh, yes, I want to say I'm going to stay in the silent room. The doll room, no. The silent room, I I don't mind. I will take my chances the there. Room, not in the, the bordello is a doll room and then the, the regular hotel is a silent room so you could be in there. There you go. Play with eating stuff. You and Angelique could stay in the in that bordello. Sweet. Hookers. <laughs> <laughs> so tell it all my secrets, Carrie. Listen, I'm sorry. Um, but how do you think they met? Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> That's terrible. I know. Um, Laura, why don't you let everybody know where they can follow us should they choose to do so? <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at HOH Podcast. 
And for our personal pages on the TikTok, it is at HOH Carrie and at HOAH Co-host Laura. Yes, guys, those are uh, TikTok is the only. No, 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 no. Where you go? Sorry. TikTok is the only place where you could actually follow us. Um, uh, we don't, our personal, our Facebook pages and Instagram and stuff like that is uh, personal. So if you want to follow us as uh, fans of the show, TikTok is where you do it. I do stuff on TikTok. Laura does not. Um, but so- I'm going to... When I go down to uh, the Yucatan, I'll be posting some cool stuff from like Chichen Itza and some of the ruins down there. And we're definitely going to do a couple EMF uh, things out there and some of those Mayan ruins and see what we pick up. Uh, So I will be posting some of that stuff if we catch anything fun and probably even if we don't. (laughs) Please, please do. I mean, I'm on Facebook, though. So Facebook, Facebook, they can follow you there. Facebook is, you know, Anthony Spinelli or Seekers Club of the Paranormal. Okay. I, they could find me on Facebook too, so. Okay. Cool. I'm, on, awesome. I'm on Instagram too, like Seekers Club of the Paranormal. Okay. You know, I, I don't say those because I, I, I'm not always on those social media. It's like. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, she's terrible on social media, but. Um, it's not my thing. <laughs> You know what? It's not. And that's totally fine. But, you know, if you want to, you know, engage and interact with Laura on social media, that's the only place you can do it. So whenever she logs in, you know, she might. Oh, hey, somebody messaged me six months ago. Um, Yeah. So anyway, guys, I mean, listen, thank you so much, Anthony, again, for being on the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. And, um, as a reminder, uh, our new episodes starting August 7th, um, we're going to be shifting the release date to Mondays starting on August 7th. Um, but for now, this is our very last Saturday drop. We, um, We'll get your week started off right and weird with our snack size episodes. And then we're just going to, you know, throw you down the rabbit hole with a new location. Um, and we've got a lot of really cool ones um, on the books for you. So, yeah. So uh, to that end, Laura, uh, as we always say here in History of a Haunting, stay safe out there, guys, because you never know who or what is listening. Bye, guys. Anthony, thank you. Thank you. Forget about it.